0: You're listening to, to
1: the Show We Go Baseball Podcast.
2: What is going on, everybody? Welcome into episode 67 of To The Show We Go. And We got Ed Hand, as always, and myself, Andrew Parker, Uh, well, we have another new, uh, guide to the Red Sox system on today. A uh, our last episode was, uh, Cooper, Cooper Adams actually, uh, was the last one about a week ago, but he had a great story. He was an undrafted guy. He just got down to Red Sox camp not too long ago. Uh, we're going back to brand new face of the system. We have Red Sox pitching prospect, Adam Bates. Now Adam's story, a little more interesting than, uh, I guess your typical, like, I don't know, undrafted free agent or whatever. He was an international free agent out of Australia. So uh, you don't see those come around too often. So Adam, uh, before we kind of dive in and everything, um, what has it been like since you got uh, stateside this past week?
0: Oh, it's been very different for me. Obviously, being in Australia, it's not as baseball a top sport. So, um, you know, being out of the field every day, um <clears throat> working out eating right it's it's a whole different experience for me
1: what's the baseball culture in Australia like
0: um it's getting bigger um, obviously after our our men's side did very well at the WBC there's a lot more people getting involved um but you know we have our our professional league where you have professional teams come and send guys to our our conference so they play um, throughout October through to about February Um, they have about 10 rounds 40 games um, and that we have like local ball as well where for me that's where I was able to get the opportunities that I was to get signed by the Red Sox Um, but it is definitely getting a lot bigger how did you get into baseball Uh, ironically I got it through some of my primary school friends so in Australia we have um, like primary school and then high school we don't have a middle school um, so I was playing cricket at the time, but I didn't really enjoy it that much. Even though it sounds bad coming from an Australian, um, I didn't enjoy it that much. And then they said, oh, we're going to play table this year. Do you want to come play with us? I was like, yeah, uh, I want to play. I wanted to play a sport. I didn't want to play cricket. Um, so I played it. I really enjoyed it. Uh, I think I earned MVP that year. And then I moved, um, to where I'm living now and just loved it ever since. I, I you have to answer pardon
1: um, I'll go with, go with Parker on that. So.
2: I was gonna say i i had I wanted to ask like right out front is you're still a really young guy, and that big of a move from Australia to the states to play baseball is gotta be some like one of the biggest life changes that you've ever experienced. so um I, I know it's fresh. I know you just got there, but do you have any like early uh like just early, I guess, takeaways from being here and kind of settling in and just like the differences between uh, the two countries.
0: Um, yeah. It, obviously it is a big change as we were talking, like before we started recording, it's a long flight, big jet lag. So the first couple of days I was getting over that. Um, but it's not too, as a moment, it's not too different from Australia. Obviously the English speaking, um, the driving on the other side of the roads a bit, taken to get a bit used to but um I'm sure I can get over that one quickly um but they're not too dissimilar like obviously Florida gets hot Australia gets really hot um but yeah so far it's it feels like home obviously only been here for a couple of days now but um so far so good so you're at the complex now yeah I am
1: gotcha so I was just he looking was... at um, I was looking at your baseball reference page, and it looks like you pitched it for Sydney when you were sixteen years old.
0: Yeah, I did. I was fortunate enough that during those COVID years, they only had um, a certain amount of games um, running, so we played our, our cross-town rival, the Canberra Cavalry, um, and obviously they didn't have any uh, imports come over. Um, so I was fortunate enough where I was at a point where I was in the eyes of some plays and obviously the head coach at, um, the blue Sox is the scout for Pittsburgh pirates. Um, so obviously he'd been following me and liked what he saw and that offered a spot. And I was obviously being so young, it was a big deal. So I was fortunate enough to get that opportunity.
1: So as the, the Australian players that do come to the States, how, how are they, I guess, received in Australia by, uh, by guys like you that are kind of coming up. I saw you were teammates with a guy named uh, Chris Ospring that got to pitch for the Padres for a bit. Um, Obviously the Red Sox just signed Liam Hendricks. There was a guy when I was, uh, I think it must've been 2008, 2009. His name was Mitch Denning, who was an Australian outfielder who had a very good season for the Lowell Spinners and then sort of flamed out a little bit after that. But every now and then you see somebody um, come from there. So I'm just wondering if you, do you follow them over there? Like, um, what's what's that like?
0: Um, obviously, Chris Ospring is a good mentor of mine. He coached me for the last three years um, out at our like our state program. Um, so I didn't know about him beforehand. Um, there's not many Australians that you know of because obviously they're all in the lower ranks. So it is a big deal when they they go major leagues. Um, obviously, you know Ryan Roland Smith as well who was in the major league for the Mariners. So he's obviously well-known as well. Um, uh, Curtis Mead now, he's a big talk of the town, being with the Rays. Um, but in Australia, you kind of just follow the team. So whoever like your team is, whoever the big names are, you you tend to know those more than the Australians. You might know some here and there, but it's more the team than than anything. So
2: Ed just uh, just pointed out Liam Hendricks and oh, were you at least a little bit excited when you saw that he was going to be down in Red Sox camp?
0: Yeah, it was funny. We talking to the, the scout who signed me, he goes, oh, you're going to be the only Australian. Everyone's going to love the, the accent. Um, and talking to mom and dad the day before, like it happened they're like, oh, it's going to be different being the only one there. Um, and then we saw that he signed and I was like ecstatic. I was like to mom and dad, look, I'm not the only one anymore. Um, and obviously Liam having a, a big reputation for Australian baseball, obviously being an all-star, um, being in the same comp, like the, the same team as him. That's, that's pretty cool.
2: And so I interrupted Ed earlier on a question. Sorry about that, Ed, but, um, I did, I was, um, I was also thinking this at at some time, but, um, were you always a pitcher? Like what made you decide on pitching and I guess sticking there?
0: Um, so I it came when I was about 14. Um, I started going to a, a pitching coach. So obviously pitching and Australian baseball is not that big. So having someone who worked in that industry was good to have. So he ran his stuff out of the Florida baseball ranch. So he had connections to that. Um, so when I went to him, I think I went once a week. Um, I got all the stuff from that they used to do and it stuck with me and then The next year, when COVID hit um, in Australia, you couldn't do much. You had to, you were allowed within five kilometers of your area. So, you're allowed from your house, you'll have five kilometers in each direction. Um, Lucky for me, uh, a baseball field landed in that. Um, I didn't want to be cooped up in my house all day. Um, So, me and one of my my friends went down to the field quite literally every day for about five, six hours. Um, We did hitting, we did throwing. We did pitching, we did fielding, like, you name it, we, we did it. And when we came out of lockdown, um, I had a, my first tournament in, Adela- in Adelaide. And I think I got up to about 87 or 89. I can't remember the exact figure, but it was a big deal because I jumped 10 miles in that in that year that we're off. Um, and it really showed, and I was like, oh, I can't hit that well as I can pitch. So it's pitching for me stuck. And after that, I kind of directed my attention to pitching. Um, And guess it, guess it worked out well. I hope. Um, What, uh, Ed, you're still muted by the way, but I'll ask one
2: before you uh, hop in, but um, leading up to that. So obviously you jumped the 10 miles per hour. When did the, interest and when did you start to find out that a team like the Red Sox and potentially others were interested in you and, and maybe professional baseball in the states was a possibility for you
0: um, so after that tournament um, one of my one of my friends from the team that I played in the gold medal game so that that game that I hit that 89 um, reached out to me and was saying that the kansas city scout that we had a kansas City. um he said to me guys oh like who was the guy that you, you faced and who was the hardest to, to face um and he mentioned my name and then he came down from melbourne up to sydney to come watch me do a bullpen um so i think it was after that point that i really realized that i could make this a, a profession um but obviously in in australia there's not many guys whose science so i think i'm one of 34 in the in the whole country who play professional baseball so i was like oh it's not going to be a um a big big thing um so i kind of set my sights on going to college until i got offered by the milwaukee brewers two years ago now and i realized that wow okay this could this is actually a thing that i could do um, obviously that it wasn't the right time for me. So I kind of lost that, that motivation to go again. So I, again, set my sights on college um, up until the Red Sox offered me in August last year.
1: What was the conversation with uh, the Red Sox like and what made you sign with them?
0: Um, honestly, it was very unexpected. Uh, so I was on a, a national junior camp for Team Australia up in the Gold Coast. Um, to get the team selected for the Under-18s World Cup that was held in Taiwan that, that same year. Um, I honestly didn't have my best outing that week. So obviously, they're being scouts there. I was like, oh, they're not going to they're not gonna offer. Um, they're halfway through their international signing pool money, so they're not going to have much left. Um, and then the national player development manager came up to me and was like, oh, I want to have a chat with you. Can you stay back after? So I was like... Knowing anything from from high school, that's never a good thing. If it's someone asks you to stay back, um, so I was like, I had all these, all these thoughts running through my head um, about what happened, like what could, what have I done? Um, and he said to me, he goes, um, the Boston Red Sox are back at the field talking to your mom right now, and I, my jaw kind of kind of dropped. Um, I won't lie, I was kind of speechless. They said they had a couple of deals for through in Asia, um, and they want to offer you. Um, like, what are your thoughts? And I was like, honestly, I was I couldn't get the words out of my mouth. Um, obviously, as an Australian, not many people know baseball, but if you ask any person to name a baseball team, they're probably gonna name the Yankees and the Red Sox. So, um, that was kind of my first initial thought. And then he uh, like he was telling me all the the positives about um, doing it now. Obviously, being being so young, I'm not wasting my life. Um, obviously, this was always a childhood dream of mine to. To play professional baseball um and honestly after that i was like you're not going to get a much better team and you're not going to get a much better deal so we said yes
1: what do your parents think of all this um did they
0: before you played it were they did they know much about baseball um, dad grew up watching the diamondbacks so his favorite pitcher was randy johnson um, mm-hmm. so obviously big expectations for me now can't, can't all be like <laughs> him, but, um, so he grew up watching, uh, the Diamondbacks. He didn't play it, never played it. He was always a cricket player. Um, obviously he knows the basics, but, um, they were always there for me. So they, they never said I couldn't do this. I couldn't do that. They were always very supportive and all learned the different parts of the game as I progressed in my career. So dad ended up becoming a coach mom ended up learning how to score. Um, my sister ended up playing as well. She still plays at home. Um, so they all, they all enjoyed it more as I, as I got more into it. Um, obviously that way we can spend time as a family in, in baseball. And so what was it like, I guess, once you did end
2: up signing that contract and you were just like, okay, this is reality now. I I can't, you came back down to earth. You're like, okay, like this is actually happening. I have to go over to Florida the
0: United States have you ever ever been to the United States before then yeah I was in uh, Florida I was actually in Fort Myers two years ago for the under under 18s World Cup okay Um,
2: so obviously you'd already been to Fort Myers actually too that's that's kind Mm -hmm. of impressive um, of all the places but I guess once you signed how was it like with with your friends with your family like was, was it just like a big celebration for the next like I guess like three months after you'd signed
0: um, so when I actually signed, it was during the midst of the World Cup, so no one actually knew. So we kind of kept it um, not a secret, but it was very not many people knew simply because I didn't want everyone to be like, "Oh, he's got this amount of money. He's he's signed now. I gotta I gotta step up." So our goal was to try and win as many games at the World Cup as we could. Um, so I didn't want to put any distraction. So everyone found out after the World Cup, like when we we finished. Um, but all of, all of the guys in the team were very supportive. Um, once all my family found out they were very supportive. Um, my friends were judgmental in a sense. Um, they're all like, oh, we've had to deal with you in high school. You've got to give us a percentage of your signing bonus. <laughs> um, and stuff like that. They'll make fun of me every now and again, but they were, they were excited before I left here, actually, um, they threw me like a going away party. So, um thanks to them as well so obviously they they supported me my family obviously supported me they they were very ecstatic and happy for me obviously a dream come true as I've, I've said before um but yeah everyone was was great when it happened so
1: you mentioned a little bit uh, about thinking prior, prior to everything kind of falling into the way that it did college um, what would you have wanted to study
0: uh, I wanted to study exercise and sports physiology Um, obviously sport being a big part of my life. I didn't want it to go away after, after college. So obviously um, there's many routes in Australia as well, as, as well as America, there's so many different sports that you can get into. Um, I honestly just wanted to say as much as baseball, just stay in sport as long as I could. And um uh...
2: Was it ever a thought in your mind, um, if you didn't choose to, to pursue baseball as as early as you did, would you have done college in Australia
0: or would you have tried to go like stateside or something? Um, I don't know. I've, I've always wanted to, I think from a younger age, I always wanted to pursue baseball. Obviously being, being good at a young age and standing out in Australia. I always wanted to, to go and express myself at, in the United States, um, I'm not going to lie. Mom's a teacher and we had our final exams uh, just after I signed. And I got to a point where I didn't really like school. Like I didn't mind school. I just didn't want to do the work. Um, So if I didn't have to go to school again, I wouldn't complain. Um, But I think I always wanted to go to America at some stage to do other college or play professional baseball.
2: So what was it I'm I'm staying on the uh the Australia topic here and you I brought up that you had pitched in the World Cup. You actually pitched in two World Cups, correct? Yes, um, yeah, back-to-back okay. back years. What was it like playing with, you know, the Australia across the chest, the flag on you like that's got to be one of the best moments of your life.
0: Yeah, um the first World Cup back in 2022 was what as a surreal experience obviously the the first time i represented australia um here in florida um the nerves were there 100 percent. don't get me wrong so the first game i pitched in mexico i think i let in one run in an inning um sounds bad um but it was a surreal experience I, i settled down after that and um i mean we didn't get finish where we wanted to but um that experience was really good and then Last year in Taiwan, when we played in front of like three and a half thousand people and I think I pitched f- five innings for one run and showing what Australian baseball is like and competing with such a such a tough team was was very good.
1: So you've mentioned Mexico, Taiwan, the U.S. What, what are what other countries have you gotten to play in?
0: Uh, I've got to play in Japan as well. an exciting environment
2: from the uh the world baseball classic i feel like uh i feel like that kind of opened up a lot of like you know people living here in the states just so like seeing on the the big stage just like in the other countries and being like baseball is insane in japan mm-hmm. it's it, across the country that or across the, con- the the globe sorry that it's just like you know people like myself kind of like I never realized that the environment, like the vuvuzela, is always going off. I'm just like, mm. holy cow! Like, is yeah. it like that in Australia? Like, do they or are, are like the fans kind of a little rowdy as well, kind of like they are in like the the Latin America countries and even Japan?
0: Uh, not as much. So we don't get like big crowds in Sydney. We get like, like 400, 500 people. It is getting back to a stage where we're getting those fans. Obviously, Sydney hasn't done so well the last couple of years. Um, this year, we had new sponsorship, so we played a lot better than we have been. Um, but in I know for a fact in Adelaide, they ha- they get about a thousand p- fans a game. Um, big that's big for Australia. So um, you know they have the music going, they have they have chants. So it's it's a good environment to play in. Obviously, not the the Japan's or the America, but for Australia, it's it's pretty good.
1: What's uh What's a common misconception about Australia? What's something that you would like people to maybe know about it that uh you, that that they might not?
0: Uh, we definitely don't ride kangaroos. <laughs> um, <laughs> a lot of people have a lot of people have asked me if we ride kangaroos. Um, we don't. <laughs> um. So if you go to Australia, don't try and ride one. They're not going to be friendly about that. Um. The animals definitely are are big they're they're not that scary if you don't go near them um but yeah i definitely say if you go to australia don't ride a kangaroo
1: okay so tagline for this episode
2: yeah that's <laughs> that one that'll be clipped for sure um i want to ask a question about you like you yeah. adam bates is the pitcher, so. Um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with uh, a nice little website that a lot (laughs) of Red Sox fans use that at hand is actually attached to called Uh, Soxprospects.com. You have your own page on there, um, as every other prospect in the system does. And so obviously not a lot of info yet because you haven't appeared in any games or anything. But I, I was reading it, and it says that you obviously have the fastball, tops out around 91, then you mix in a curveball and a changeup. I guess, how did you... You as a pitcher coming up in Australia, how did you, I guess, develop your current pitch mix? Like, what, what kind of, uh, like, were there any like coaches? Was there any like outside voices? Any like, I guess, how did you develop into the pitch arsenal that you have?
0: Um, so growing up in Australia, they they all tend to kind of approach the same way. So everyone throws a fastball, four seam fastball. Um, once you get a little bit older, so we don't start pitching live until we're about 11 or 12 so we have we learn from a late age um they always want to throw a, a curveball um and then to mix in that they throw a up. um on there it also says i throw it doesn't say it but i throw a cutter as well um a pitch that i actually learned from chris oxpring um honestly just one day in a bullpen he was watching me pitching he said just move your fingers over a little bit and just throw it like a fastball and then next pitch i saw it just it moved and i was like what did i just throw like i had no idea he guys you just learned how to throw a cutter there you go he goes that'll be a hundred dollars but you know how to throw a cutter um <laughs> but um we always learned to to throw a curveball and a fastball so um I, at first i couldn't throw a change up so i really worked on that um and then i got to a point where it was it was very good so it matched my fast one and then had a really late die um my curveball was at a beginning it was 12 to 6 but as i got older and i got a bit stronger my arm slot changed um i moved to a like a one to seven um with with good break and then the cutter is it matches again with my fastball really well has a very late break and similar speed so
2: ed's gonna have to hit up his guys to have them update the uh (laughs) yeah i actually
1: took I actually took a, a, a note here that just says, Bates throws a cutter, remind everyone.
0: <laughs> What's your favorite like pitch to throw? Um, at the moment, it's probably the cutter because at the World Cup, it was about 86 to 88 and it, it fooled hitters because it looked like my fast one until like the last second. Then I had a had a break, so it, it got hitters off balance and then I could um, come back in with the fastball, and then they'd expect it to break and it didn't.
2: So I want to dive into the um, now that you're here down at the complex. So I did just see. So we're recording this right after uh, the Red Sox just played their first exhibition game of the year against Northeastern. And I saw you had watched probably a few innings in uh, in the stands. So uh, I guess just being at, at JetBlue, being down around all the guys, the minor league guys, maybe some of the big league guys, like what are your first impressions of uh, being around at the Red Sox uh, facilities and everything?
0: Yeah. Um, everyone, everyone's kind of guided to the same goals. Obviously everyone wants to make um, the major league side. Um, great, group, great group of people. Um, everyone's supportive. Obviously me being my first year um, – helping me out, like, where to be, um, how everything works. Um, being at JetBlue today, watching them play, it was very surreal because it's now what, what I'll be doing. So, obviously, in a couple of years, that's obviously my goal to be on that field, seeing, you know, a couple of thousand fans there. Um, very surreal to be able to to be a part of it, in a sense. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah, every, everyone is is great. and They're very supportive of everyone's goals in the organization, whether it be as a hit or as a pitcher. Um, so yeah, it's very good so far.
2: All right, Adam, I have a speed run for you. If you're up to the task, <laughs> yep. very random questions, non baseball related for the most part. So yep. um, I might have a little twist on this as well, because I had to, <laughs> I usually have like a set of questions, but I'm like, you know what though? Like you're not gonna have, you're not gonna probably have answers for a few of these. So we'll, we'll yep. see. Um, All right, I need to know, are you a movies show or live TV guy? Uh, Movies. Okay. Um, If you had a walkout song in 2024, what would it be? Hell's Bells by ACDC. Incredible. Uh, You're off to a good start right here. (laughs) Um, You are at the ripe age of 18 years old right now. So I need to know by the age of 24.
0: You would want to have accomplished what? Uh, at least triple A and being at least engaged to my current girlfriend.
2: Lofty goals. That's
0: good. Speaks that into existence.
2: Wholesome. Yeah. Um, all right. Who's your favorite athlete outside of baseball?
0: Uh, ooh, good question. And I have to say his name's Lockie Whitfield. He plays AFL. Okay. I
2: gotta look that one up. Um, <laughs> it's
0: Australian football, so kind of like American football, but um, you kick and hand pass instead of throw it. Wow. Okay, I've never seen that before. Have you, Ed?
1: No, I. Not. You know who's probably seen that? My dad is into that kind of thing, but <laughs> I've never seen it.
2: Okay. I mean, I'm not hating on it. I think it actually sounds. That sounds really cool. Things, so. Yeah,
0: I'm. I'm about I, I give. I give them props. It's a very endurance based sport. So. I, I yeah. give them very good props for that.
2: All right. So you, you're a movie guy, I know. But um,
0: I need to know, what was your favorite TV show of all time? Um, recently, uh, my favorite at the moment is probably Suits. Okay. That's on, that's that's on Netflix. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, my dad actually got me into that one.
2: Okay. I think yep. there's a few Red Sox minor leaguers that have said they've binge-watched Suits like yeah. recently, so... Uh, what about what's movies? the favorite movie of all time
0: uh Star wars
1: okay best of the of let's, let's say of
0: the nine which one's ooh. your your top and which one's your bottom uh, ooh, return of the Jedi is probably my favorite or Revenge of the Sith and then the bottom uh, I don't want to say the phantom Menace because it's obviously the start of it so you learn about it um if not it's that or the rise
1: of skywalker Yeah, I think that you get a lot of agreement from people my age on uh Rise of Skywalker being the worst yeah. one but Yeah. Props for uh um, Revenge of the Sith. I that's that's my I think that that's I uh, I like that one a lot. I, yeah. I don't want to say it's
2: my favorite cuz I
1: don't want my friends to assault <laughs> me if they listen to this. But It's
0: <laughs> a good pick.
2: Fair ad fair. Um you're a young guy, but have you developed any weird baseball superstitions yet?
0: Uh no, don't no, I don't think so.
2: Okay. Uh there there are some interesting ones out there like I know some guy, We've had a lot on here. It's like I have to put my right sock on before my left sock every time and if I do it otherwise, like I'm going to pitch terrible or play terrible <laughs> or whatever. So Maybe in a few years, I'll, we'll re-ask you that question and yeah, see if you yeah. develop it. In anything. a few years,
0: I, hanging around these guys, I might have something different.
2: Yeah, I think you will. Um, what is a food from Australia that you're going to miss in the
0: States? Um, I really enjoy meat pies. Um, so it's like a pastry with um, like beef and mince. Um, you can have like rosemary in it. Um, I usually have those couple of times after training. So I definitely I think that's one of those things that I'll miss the most.
2: Okay. I don't think that I yeah, I think you're not gonna find those too <laughs> often around here. Um what is a guilty pleasure of Adam Bates? Like what do you love to do in your free time?
0: Um in Australia I'd love to go swimming. Obviously it being quite warm at the moment. Um, I love to go swimming um, if not definitely like every other teenage guy, definitely love to play the PlayStation.
2: Fair enough. What are you playing on there?
0: Uh, At the moment, I'm playing Rocket League the most and MLB The Show.
2: New MLB The Show comes out in like three weeks, so definitely ready for that. Um all right. I usually ask a question to a lot of the guys, but mostly just American. Um, it's like it, there's no way my favorite fast food fried chicken chain is not in – you can only get it in the southern states in, um, here. So I'm going to ask you, what is your favorite, I guess, fast food chain?
0: Um, in America, it would either be Raising Cane's or In-N-Out. Um. <laughs> in australia um, we don't have we don't have that many um options we only have a couple so we have burger king um kfc and mcdonald's and we have a couple others um but in australia it's probably kfc
1: are there any okay. australian fast food chains uh,
0: not really and most of ours are american um, we have subway i know that's american as well um but there's not many like specific australian fast food restaurants interesting
2: uh yeah i was always curious about that because it's like you know i obviously australia is like you know they it's pretty sophisticated over there i feel like they have like a lot of stuff we have like is in chains and everything so um you should i'm gonna give you some advice here if you like raising canes a lot there is a a place called zaxby's (laughs) that is a fried chicken chain and it is it's pretty similar to canes it's just a little better um, and there's one, like a mile away from, uh, JetBlue, like Fenway South oh, down there. there. Right. So, um, if you I'm need to, to uh, that. if you, you're looking for something, Zach's to that's, <laughs> yep. that's I gotta my write place. That
0: down. I got to write that down yeah. now.
2: That's my place, man. You, you let me know how that is. Cause, um, that's, that's my, uh, a number one spot. Um, I have two more food related questions cause I'm getting
0: yeah. a little hungry myself, but <laughs> are you a pizza guy? Um, in America, I don't – I'm yet to find out, like, all the pizza because your pizzas are very big compared to ours. Like, I think our biggest is 12 inches. Um, oh, wow. So that being – I can't usually finish in America. Um, <laughs> but back at home, we have, like, ours are more Italian. So we have, like, like a barbecue meat lovers. I think that's more Australian. Um, but that's def- probably my favorite one.
2: I, I will say Ed, that's kind of sad. That it's a sad reality that Americans just the, the portions uh, that we have over here are just absolutely we, insane. We eat a
1: tremendous amount of food, and we don't care what we're putting into our bodies.
0: <laughs> I think that's that's uh, been the biggest thing as well is how big the proportion of of food is here.
1: I had a friend by um, when I was eighteen, and um, that was an exchange student. She was coming from England, and. I saw her again like 10 years later and I was like, Oh my God, you look great. You've lost so much weight. And she was like, no, this is what I was like before I came to the U S and this is what I'm like after.
2: (laughs) That's fair. Um, yeah, I always hear about that, that it's like our proportions are like insane. Um, but you might get in trouble with the nutritionists at some point if you, uh, if you're just like getting used to it, I guess, compared to what you were. Um, all right. Ed, I'm through the speed run questions. Uh, did you have anything else before we wrap up here? What are you most looking forward to this
0: year? Um, definitely, definitely the experience. Obviously, it being my first professional season, um, getting used to being a, I'd say, professional athlete. Um, so, you know, doing the grind, as everyone says. So making your way through the system um but obviously just getting better in a sense so as an australian we only play once a week twice a week train maybe twice as well so four out of seven days um so i'm underdeveloped in a sense so finding out what my my true limit is as a baseball player um when i keep going so um finding that limit and pushing it so i can you know move my way up as quick as possible
1: i and have then, one yeah. other
0: question for you um and it's just because i've
1: been i've been wondering this are you a phoenix suns fan um if you're not no. if you're just listening to this um and you don't have the visual he's wearing a phoenix sun shirt so i'm just i'm just
0: curious <laughs> um no in australia we have a we have a shop called um jd sports so they had a sale on one day um and actually my girlfriend's younger brother's are phoenix suns fans so i'm a golden state fan um and you know it's just a r- really nice shirt and it's just a shirt <laughs> i decided to wear today um didn't even think about it when i if i'm honest um but yeah it's just a really nice shirt that i found at a store that was in australia
1: as good a reason as any
2: <laughs> no i mean i like the i like the the logo and, and i mean it's it is a good shirt so i mean it's a nice
0: shirt
2: a, a pretty good logo um i had a couple questions before we, we let you go here um, I know that you said that you were rooming with Vandershaft uh, Schaaf uh, down in the complex, but are there, you just got here too, like uh, this past week, but have you kind of, uh, you know, started to meet some of the guys like getting a little close? Like, have you guys um, have you had a chance yet to like really, I guess, get involved with any of the guys?
0: Um, I've met. So obviously the, the Korean guy, Chan So Lee, so I've met him. Um, we're kind of on a similar program at the moment, so we're doing quite similar each day. Um, obviously, some of the guys that I've met on a couple of different days are different days to me. So I think um, one of the guys that I met on Tuesday, because I had a recovery, had a, a moderate the day off and then a high. So I haven't been able to see him again. Um, so I haven't been very close with other guys. Obviously, some guys in the locker room, Um, but I feel like as I set into my program and do the same things every kind of every day with the same people, I think, um, I'll get to know them a little bit better, but yeah, those first couple of days where I've been on and off in different, different programs and they've been doing theirs, um, gives me opportunity to meet more people, but not very close with them or quite yet.
2: And, uh, I I do want to ask how is it, I guess, rooming with a guy from, you know, grew up, growing up in a different continent. And, um, I guess, what was that like, I guess, just, uh, just moving in with somebody like that. And this is like, you guys may have like, you know, obviously grew up in different places
0: and you're now living together. Um, I'll say it's been quite good. We have, um, obviously we both have some similarities. So in America, you guys use Fahrenheit, um, miles and whatever feet so he uses um kilometers and meters as well so if we wake up in the morning and i said it was you know nine degrees you'd probably think oh my god that's freezing but um we use celsius so obviously that that helps as well um but yeah it's it's been really good we have some similarities he's been able to help me understand what the professional life is going to be like obviously him it being his second year um So being able to talk to him about that and what his journey was to be here as well. So obviously being different to mine and, um, yeah, it's been really good to share with, with Stein. So. Any advice he's given you that's uh, stood out? Um, he said to me, it's just to work hard. Obviously it's a, it's a long season. Um, obviously not everyone gets to do it. Um, but, in the end it's it's all worth it because you know it's not every day you get to play professional baseball so
1: it's well like you said, you're like one of 34 it's it's, yeah. it's pretty incredible yeah. like congr- congratulations man like it's thank yeah. it's pretty awesome
2: yeah like if you think about that it's like you like a room of 30 people like that's all that made it out of one country to professional baseball. Like yeah. right now that's active and it's like, that's a little, little nuts. So, um, yeah. well, Adam, we appreciate all the time. Um Obviously you're, Still getting acquainted to the uh, to the states and uh, I guess to I guess working out the facility and everything, but uh, we definitely appreciate the time of you hopping on and uh, I guess telling a little bit about your story and uh, I, I guess uh, letting Red Sox fans kind of kind of know who you are. So we thank you so much for hopping on.
0: No, thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure.